I'm April Wright. Welcome to Elevate the Podcast. You'll often hear me say, live today on purpose. I found that taking time to be intentional and focused removes the opportunity for unintended distractions. I've spent the last 16 years as an entrepreneur, navigating the real estate roller coaster and helping other entrepreneurs get through the loops and curves. So I'll be sharing real life experiences and give you tangible tools to get one step closer to your goals in life and business. Join me and immerse yourself. Welcome back. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for taking an opportunity to return back to my podcast. And uh, let's just get started. So I want to share with you a story about my first deal. Now, think about it. Anything that you've done for the first time or any major decision you've made to kind of jump all in. Let me start this off for you. So I originally was a banker at Bank of America. So no real sales skills prior to that, mind you. Um, I was still fairly young and I, um, yeah, I didn't have much sales skills. So it came about to get my real estate license after I went to college for two years and decided that, um, you know, that wasn't taking me anywhere for whatever reason at that moment. And I did, I dove both feet into real estate, got my license, um, did the course in eight weeks, did my 90 hours in eight weeks, passed the test and got my license. So, um, quit my job and just did real estate out the bat. Now, the great thing about that is, you know, with the excitement of becoming a realtor, I got my client almost immediately. So I was talking about it, getting my license and doing all that. So I was doing everything that I actually coach new agents to do, um, especially agents that are getting their license, is to talk about the fact that they're going to school and this is what their aspirations are and what they want to achieve when they get their license and things like that. Obviously, you can't talk about real estate in its specificity, but you can start to get those engines and wheels turning and letting everybody know around you what you are looking to do. So that's what I did. So the moment I got my license, handed over my keys, and which I'm not proud of. You still want to give you two weeks. You still want to do all that. Right. Um, but I did, I handed over my keys the day that they called me and said I got my license and I just hit the ground running. Um, I actually did already have someone that was interested in working with me and we literally went out and looked at properties, went into contract. Um, I believe two days later. And so I got my, my first deal without no help. You know, it was just word of mouth and me doing what I do best is talking to people. And so did my deal. Now, mind you, I have a little OCD when it comes to organization, when it comes to doing things correctly, especially in real estate. You know, they say, you know, there's there's such an opportunity to get sued. You know, everything you do, you know, you say the wrong thing or, you know, whatever the case may be. And um, I never really needed the help of anyone, at least in this particular case. So I didn't have to get a mentor. I didn't have to get a coach. I didn't have to, you know, go into the office every minute asking for help because I was very curious. Okay. I I paid attention to every detail. I paid attention to what the process was and, and all of that. So I pretty much closed my, my first deal in less than 30 days. And now for those of you who don't know, and I actually didn't know going into it, 
is you can choose what brokerage you decide to work with. It's not always the other way around. Now, the broker, obviously, if they're getting not, if you're not a good fit in that, and you know, and they're very intuitive, then they may say, you know, this isn't the brokerage for you. Um, but in this case, I ended up going with the brokerage that um, had a school. You know, they they offered the schooling, and then I just naturally went on with them. Now, I will say, I'm not going to go into detail on this, but I negotiated a contract that apparently was not a standard contract for a newbie, a brand new agent walking in. I didn't know that. I just knew what I wanted and what I was going to go after. And that's what I got. So long story short, I uh, closed my deal and got my check. And when I got the check, I realized that that was not the, you know, the commission (laughs) that I was expecting. And so I questioned, you know, them in regards to it. And I got the, the, the comment of that's just what you get. That's what new agents get. That's your split. And I said, well, that's not what my contract says. And so um, there was a lot of uh, animosity in that, in that moment where I'm just like, hold on. I'm new to this business. I quit my job to do this full time because that's what I felt needed to happen instead of doing it part time and, you know, being halfway over here and halfway over there. So to me, you know, this deal was very important to have a win out the gate is extremely important. Um, And so it was it was very discouraging to have this conversation right away with my very first deal. So um, long story short, spoke with the broker and believe it or not, showed no remorse, no, um, no nothing towards, you know, correcting the situation other than trying to negotiate something different than what he had signed on my contract. And so (laughs) it was just very mind boggling for me to look at this person and say, you're supposed to be there supporting me. You're supposed to be there to help me along this journey. And that wasn't the case. You know, no one helped me in the sense of sitting me down and going through the contract and sitting in that buyer's consultation. I did it all myself. You know what I mean? I just fumbled through it in essence. You know what I mean? Um, but What I do love about that experience is it immediately let me know that, hey, April, you're in the real world, okay? And whether or not you have something in contract, whether or not someone does the right thing, at the end of the day, I still get to choose what happens, okay? Now, in this case, most people are like, well, April, you could have taken them down and, you know, you could have, you know, fought for your commission because it's in your contract. Absolutely, I could have. But I've learned in the very early age um, that you do want to pick your battles. And my first thing that came to mind with dealing with this situation was, okay, what, what would happen if there was a real legal issue? And I had to go in front of the real estate board or I was going into small claims court or what, what, wherever mediation or whatever. And the broker had to come in with me. Was that broker actually going to have my back? Were they actually going to sit down and say, okay, you know, I failed you or, you know, this is how we can fix it or whatever the scenario could have been. And in that moment, in that very moment where in this broker, instead of just saying, you know what, you're right. I did mess up. We weren't supposed to offer you that split, but we're going to make it right. We're going to correct it. And then going forward, this is what we're, this is where you're supposed to be. 
and then we could have gone from there. But that actually wasn't the route that this particular broker took. And I saw that from right, right away. So I did end up negotiating a different split. Um, it wasn't what my contract said, but at the same time, I knew what that meant for me going forward in business. And so I, in essence, licked my wounds and uh, decided that that was not the broker, brokerage and model for me. And I took my, picked up my business, you know, April Wright LLC and went to another brokerage. So the, <laughs> the, the, there's actually more than one lesson within this story. Um, I definitely could have let it crush me. I was raised by a very strong mom and that was always embedded in me. So I didn't allow it to crush me. You know, I did go on to netting um, $117,000 in 2004, which was my first official year in the business. Like I got my license in 2003 um, towards the end. And uh, so my next, uh, you know, my full official year uh, was 2004 and I netted $117,000 at the age of 20. So for me, looking back, in my opinion, that was phenomenal. Something I really didn't, you know, have on the horizon, I guess you could say. I just went in saying, you know, I know I can make money and, and let's do this, okay? So I honestly, I, and this is for the record, I didn't go into this business with all my ducks in a row. I didn't go in with, you know, full-fledged business plan, knowing exactly what tasks I was gonna do to get to, you know, my goals each month. All I knew was that I couldn't uh, work for someone else and that it wasn't bringing me a joy to clock in, you know, to a nine to five. And um, I always knew that I would be the CEO of my own company, um, regardless of what that looked like, okay? Um, maybe later on, I'll share with you guys my vision um, of what that would, what I considered working for your own, your own your, being your own CEO or whatever. Um, I do have a very vivid, vivid picture in my, in my head on what that looks like. Um, at a young age of like seven, eight, nine, whatever that was. So, but I do want to um, go back and identify what those lessons were, okay? So there was a big grand lesson <laughs> um, and that definitely was, you know, to know your environment, okay? You're in business for yourself, not by yourself, as long as you're with the right company and you, or you are, you build the right company. Um, but in essence, you get to fuel that fire and you get to lead your company to whichever direction that you desire it to go. Okay. Whether it be mediocre or whether it to be so phenomenal beyond your beliefs, that's completely up to you. So for me, my takeaway was contracts are written for a reason and everything that I do now, I always think of the end in mind. Okay, meaning when you write that buyer's contract, are you protecting that buyer to the, the greatest degree as you possibly can? When you have them, um, when you initiate your um, buyer's brokerage agreement, are you making sure that you cover all ends and that everything is explained so that there's no confusion? Okay, um, so contracts for me, I, I love the idea of negotiating a contract. It's, it's just, it's, uh, you have so much you can do within your contracts and 
protecting your client obviously is number one. Protecting yourself is, is just a higher priority as well. Um, Cause you just never know who you're doing business with. Nowadays, people like to sue for every little thing and it's always related around money. Okay. And uh, one of the, one of the things people like to use a lot in uh, real estate is misrepresentation. And that could be another episode, but just know that, you know, when you're always doing the right thing, you know, it generally will work out in the end. Okay. But you do want to make sure that your contracts are ironclad, not only for your client, but for you and, and every pot, every party that's, you know, engaged in that. It's just the right thing to do. The other lesson I learned was protecting yourself and to cover all bases. Okay. When I sit down with a client, when I sit down with, you know, anyone that I'm doing business with, I want them to know that I only want to do business with the people that want to do business with me and that I keep the reason for the contracts and the reason for the consultation and educating and all that is number one, to keep me on that professional level, but also to keep all honest people honest, right? So not everybody comes with the intention of doing you harm or anything like that, but through clarity of education and doing your consultations and just putting everything out there, you really protect yourself because you're covering all bases. You're disclosing, you're educating them so that there is no why to know. Okay. Um, and even in real estate, we really don't get the luxury of saying, well, I didn't know, you know, there's certain laws and stuff that tell us that even if we don't know, we're supposed to know. And it's important that you educate yourself as much as possible as a professional in your, in your profession and in your expertise, but also so that you're, you're protecting yourself and you're covering all of your bases. Um, the third lesson that I learned was to know your worth. And don't be afraid to stand firm in your beliefs. And if your environment is not a fit, then to move on. Because I'll tell you right now, I would have probably always had in the back of my head, okay, every contract I wrote, every listing I took, every, every you know, marketing campaign I put out there, questioning, okay, if something happens, you know, does this broker has my, have my back? Um, at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my own actions and I totally understand that, and you are too. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you are, um, you do have that shoulder to lean on in essence, that if you do make a mistake, someone's there to help you get through it. And I think that's so important, especially in our business, because it can feel a little bit lonely, you know, when you're out there, whether you're on a team, whether you're just a single uh, independent agent with a brokerage, you still need to know that, hey, this broker, this admin, you know, this manager, whoever that you have um, within arm's reach can advise you appropriately so that you still, you know, do what you're supposed to do. But I do want to make um, a few notations here. It's not just about lessons that I learned in that moment, but what opportunities I missed because of how that experience left me. You know what I mean? So we don't always notice something in plain sight immediately after, uh, you know, a horrific incident or something that angered us or, you know, vice versa made us extremely happy. So um, I do want to point out a few things now that I think about that because I've had a lot of people, you know, ask me, you know, how did you get started in real estate? And um, I don't have any high and mighty like oh, moments or anything like that as far as, you know, this is something I always wanted to do. And, you know, I dreamt about it in my life. Um, no, but being a CEO and owning my own business was definitely something that I always thought about, you know, and uh, this is this is where my path has left led me, which is which is amazing. I've I've had the opportunity to do exactly what I wanted to do. 
um, and then assist others along the way. But I do, I can say, you know, looking back, I did miss some opportunities because of how that experience left me. Okay. So I did uh, feel like I had to do it alone all by myself um, because of that. I was like, hold on, I, I did this all myself already. I didn't really need a handout. I didn't need you to give me a lead. I didn't need you to tell me what to say or when to say or any of that. Any of that. I just, I knew that I, I had to, you know, put my best foot forward and, and seek that information regardless. Um, leaving that company, I did interview brokerages, but I wish I would have actually interviewed the different types, all of the different types, because especially now, you know, there's, wow, there's a hundred percent, there's split companies, there are franchises, there are, there are mom and pop shops and, um, there's specialty, um, companies as well. And back then I think they just had like, they did have a la carte, they had your standard franchise companies. They did have hundred percent companies too. Um, but I should have interviewed more brokers to find out, um, which one was going to be supportive in the event that I needed it. Okay. My focus was, well, I'm just going to go to a hundred percent company to avoid them taking my money. So then we would not have this, you know, contract commission situation ever again. I was like, cause I did it all myself anyways. So, but that was the opportunity I missed. Okay. Because now from there, I only stayed at that next company for two years and uh, there were, there was some other reasons for that. Um, but at the end of the day, because I wasn't, I missed my second opportunity of not thinking long-term and growth, okay? Again, I didn't sit down and do a business plan. I didn't do any of that stuff that's not taught to you, okay? I just knew that as long as I go out there and get it and hustle and grind, then it'll work out, okay? I actually didn't start my, start thinking about growth and business plan, like where my business was gonna go until about my fifth year in real estate, mind you, okay? Now, if you think about that, I just told you that I started in 2003, Five years is 2008. And for those of you guys that realize that our market took a wonderful, beautiful dive <laughs> towards the core of the earth um, and um, no one really, you know, it was just not something that was taught to me to think about a year from now, two years from now and, and things like that. So um, that was definitely an opportunity missed that I didn't think long-term as far as what company I was with that would be able to allow me to sustain my business, um, train, grow, level up, that kind of stuff. Um, and I can't say that I regret it. I definitely don't regret it because I did a phenomenal job. I, I would have never have imagined that at 21, I was making, you know, six figures. And cause you gotta think I was working, you know, a, a little, what was it? I'm not gonna say a cashier, but, um, basically, you know, a, a teller at one of the banks and I was grossing, you know, like 33 to 38,000. So I double a triple, excuse me, my income more than tripled my income. Um, just by going out and trusting and believing, you know, that I was capable of, of doing this and learning uh, along the way. So things that I learned immediately actually allowed me to, to do what I was able to do. Um, now, looking back, the things that I learned after I took time to reflect back on that moment allows me to not make those same mistakes again. So my hope for you is that when you enter into whatever endeavor that actually rhymed, uh, whatever endeavor <laughs> you 
are um, going towards, whether it is getting your real estate license, whether it is you're already in your, your first or second or third year in real estate, or you are becoming a business owner, entrepreneur, and, you know, printing shirts, or, you know, you're going to start a U.S. postage, you know, company, whatever that is, okay, that you always take time to reflect because we're going to miss something. Don't miss that opportunity to reflect on an issue, a concern, a situation, an event, or a moment so that you can make sure that you take away everything that you need to take away. So with that said, I hope you guys had a phenomenal week. Well, that's it for this episode. Be sure to listen, download, or subscribe to more episodes of Elevate the Podcast. You can find Elevate on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to leave a review or comment and share with someone you think will benefit from this podcast. Don't forget to talk to me on social at April Wright underscore Realtor or at Elevate Coaching. That's L.E.V. 8 Coaching. Are you ready to take your business to the next level with a coach? Visit us on Facebook to schedule a free consult at Elevate Coaching. That's L.E.V. 8 Coaching and click book now. And remember to live today on purpose.